0: Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. One Friday afternoon, a teenager is walking through the city and he sees a homeless man sitting there. So the teenager he walks over to the homeless man and sits down next to him and asks him, How are you doing? Homeless man responds, he says, hey, truthfully, I'm going through a really, really hard time. man. Life is just really hard right now. And a teenager, he he says back to him, he says, hey, listen, I know I'm young, but I went through a time in my life recently where things were really, really hard too. And and God showed me something, that he gave everything he had for me just to help me. So what I want to do is I wanna give everything that I have right now to you to help you. So a teenager takes out his wallet, and we won't get into why he had all this money, but he happens to go in his wallet, he's like, man, I'm gonna take all the money I have and I'm gonna give it to this guy. So he takes it out and he just happened to have 10 $100 bills, so $1,000 in total, takes the whole thousand and gives it to the homeless man. The man couldn't believe it, he's like, why is this teenager being so nice to me? This stra- I never even met this guy. This stranger is being just so kind. Tears filled his eyes. Awe and appreciation filled his heart. Somebody clap if you think that's a good story. Man. I'm going to clap for that too. That's great. So that was in the afternoon. At night, the teenager receives a phone call. So he answers the phone, right? His friend on the other line says, whoa, man, I can't believe you did it. Man, you actually did it. That video you made, you know, with that homeless loser guy, man, it's going viral, man. Things blowing up. You got like tens of thousands of views. You got like over a thousand new subscribers. This is only a few, these first hours is crazy, man. Just blowing up. You might've turned that thousand dollars into millions I mean, man, and everybody loves you, man. The whole internet is just buzzing about you just like you wanted. (laughs) Who's clapping now? Why aren't we clapping? I mean, why not? Because motive matters, right? If you believe that's true, why don't you say that with me? Motive matters, absolutely. See, the things that we do, They're important, okay, so don't mishear me. Things we do are important. But what's even more important is why we do those things. Like, what's our motivation, okay? Who are we doing these things for? What are we hoping to gain? Jesus says this, if you're a Christian, then you are building a house by the way you live your life. Now, a really good question for us to ask at this point is, Are we building that house on the rock? All right, let me break that down if you're not familiar with kind of what I'm alluding to. Are we building our house on the rock? Are we living for Him? Are we living for Jesus? Am I showing the world who Jesus is through my words and actions? All right, am I I sharing the good news of Jesus Christ that He can save miserable sinners like me? Am I sharing that with others? Am I living for him? Last week, Pastor Rob opened up our rock series in just an awesome way. He, he told us how we can become who we already are. See, God declares that every Christian is salt and light, and Pastor Rob helped us to step into that identity and become salt and light, becoming who we already are. So as we become salt and light more and more and more, to God be the glory, we must be careful, be careful, to remain salt and light and not somehow stop becoming salt and light. You know the number one reason that any follower of Jesus, even though they might be rocking it spiritually, they might be walking with, closely with God, you know the number one reason that a Christian would, would somehow just kind of get off track? The number one reason is this, hypocrisy. <laughs> hypocrisy. See, you can't be salt, light, and hypocrite all at the same time. You can't. Because hypocrisy, it will destroy your faith. Hypocrisy will destroy your future. And by the way, being a hypocrite isn't helping anybody else either, is it? No, and it's certainly not glorifying to God. And that's why Jesus, we're going to get into it in a second. That's why Jesus speaks to this. All right, he's, he's telling his followers, he's like, man, just be so careful of this hypocrisy thing. It will take you down and it will ruin everything around you. Okay, so, so as we get into this, as we receive this, maybe even a difficult teaching from Jesus, because it's gonna hit some of us kind of right between the eyes, okay? As we receive this, let's prepare our hearts. By God's grace, let's prepare our hearts and ask him to kind of accompany us in this endeavor. All right, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for today. You have carved out these very special minutes in all of eternity, Lord. You have given them to us right now, no matter where we are. God, that we might hear from you. God, I pray that we hear from you. I pray that we understand what you're trying to tell us. And Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, by the grace of the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross, God, I pray that we respond to what we hear and understand from you, that we respond by faith, God, that we would be a changed people. We wouldn't be the same people when we leave that we came in as, but that we would be a changed people having spent time with each other and Lord, also with you. But kind of inside that prayer and certainly above that prayer, we ask this most of all, Lord God, that you alone would be glorified. Amen. All right, hey, let's turn to Matthew chapter six. Matthew chapter six, if you would. As we get into Matthew chapter six, whether that's in your Bible or on your electronic device of choice, realize Matthew chapter six, it's right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. Now, why is this called the Sermon on the Mount? No doubt you've probably heard of this before, okay, the Sermon on the Mount. It's because at the very beginning of the sermon, Jesus, he sees the crowds coming. He's like, man, I really want to teach my followers, okay? So so Jesus walks over to, I don't know how far it was, but he walks over to this mountainside. He sits down like a Jewish teacher or rabbi would, and he teaches his disciples, his followers, those who want to learn, those who believe in God. Now the crowds, they're around, but his teaching is to his followers. And here's his message to them during this whole Sermon on the Mount. He's like, listen, this is how you can live your life. This is how you should live your life here and now. This is how you should live today. And just like I'm on this rock, you should build the house of your life on the rock of this teaching but he says be careful and that's where we pick things up all right ready to go six one here verse one here we go Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Okay, we gotta hit the pause button real quick because some people are familiar with chapter five. Maybe some of us were here last week, a lot of us maybe even, and you're like, man, I heard Pastor Rob preach about this last week. There was a verse, 516. I think it said the exact opposite of that. Okay, because in Matthew 6, 1, which we just read together, Jesus is saying, do not practice your righteousness in front of others. But in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, he says, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds. What is going on? Jesus in chapter 5 is saying, hey, let your light shine. Let everybody see. In chapter 6, he's like, oh, don't do it in front of everybody. And so it's like, Jesus, make up your mind, (laughs) man. Like, what's going on? So so let's just, let's pause because there is no contradiction, okay? Let's just get into this right away so we can move forward by God's grace. Okay, Here's here's the huge difference. Watch this, in chapter five, right? Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds. And watch this, glorify the Father in heaven. You see that motivation? I'm gonna let my light shine so that God might be glorified. Now watch this. In Matthew 6, 1, which we read, he says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others. Now listen, listen. To be seen by them. You see the motivation? See the motive, right? I mean, say it with me. Motive matters, right? Okay, that's what's going on. Jesus is like, listen, when, when we live, God knows when we live for him, people are going to see, right? It's, it's, it's unavoidable. That's just the way it is. But what's our motivation? Are we trying to bring praise to us? Are we trying to bring praise to the Father? Who are we doing it for? Motive matters. All right, let's keep reading. Verse 2. So when you give, so he's going to go into these different areas. The first one's giving. So when you give to the needy, don't announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. They, they, the hypocrites, they just make it known, hey, look at me, I'm giving. They're just like, yeah. Okay. So truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give, because you're my believers, you're, you're, you're the followers of God, you're the ones that are interested in this teaching. Okay, listen, for you, it's different. When you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Now notice Jesus says, when you give, not if you give, there's that expectation, right? Why would God, why would Jesus expect his followers to give? Why? Here's the real simple answer, because God is a giver. And what do we hear Jesus saying over and over and over again throughout his entire three-, four-year ministry? He says, come follow me. So if God is a giver and God is saying, come follow me, it would make sense that we would be givers also. So that's why there's that expectation. But when you give, Jesus gives this warning, right? He's like, when you give, don't give like the hypocrites, Now, hypocrites, now, we're all familiar maybe what hypocrites mean. Here's where the word came from. It's actually a Greek word. So back when Jesus was teaching this, here's what uh, the Greek word hypocrite meant in Greco-Roman culture. It was an actor, somebody on stage, and they were acting. They would put a mask on, and they would say one thing, but really, underneath the mask, they were a different person, right? Just, Just putting on an act here, okay? But really, I'm this. And, and the Pharisees, who were the Jewish religious leaders of the day, that's kind of who Jesus was talking about to all these Jews. He's like, listen, the hypocrites, you know the people who put on a show? They make you think they're great givers, but they're really not. They make you think they're giving for God, but they're really not. They, they, they make it seem like, "No, oh, God is awesome, but they're really trying to get accolades for themselves. That's the context going on here. So when we hear the word hypocrites a few more times as we keep reading, Jesus has the Pharisees as the prime example of that. Now, what might that look like in modern day here, all right? 2022, what would that look like? That might be, now, if this is you, I don't know it, just so you know, okay? But if you... Put a post on Facebook about yourself, man, and, and, and you're like, it just tells the world how good of a giver you are, how much you love God and people, and, 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 and then you just kind of like pay a little extra money to boost your post so that more people see it. Like, like, that would be a modern day example of, huh, you might be a member of this hypocrite club right here. Okay, so Jesus would be talking to you. You've gotta be careful. If we do that, and if we're honest, I think every single person is probably guilty of this at least once in their life. If you do this, common sense, but also Jesus says, hey, you're going to receive that praise from people. You're gonna get it. But listen, that's all the praise that you're going to get. You're gonna get praise from people, but you will not get praise from God, all right? So Jesus' words to us in that situation, if it applies to us, is, Remove the mask of hypocrisy and follow Jesus wholeheartedly. The Father will reward you. It's a promise. All right, let's keep reading. Verse 5. And when you pray, so now he's moving on to prayer, all right? When you pray, do not pray like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Look at me, I'm praying, I'm so holy. Oh. Okay, that's what they do, that's what they, they love. Right? Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. The attention they're getting, hey, they're getting their reward. That's, and that's all they're gonna get. But when you pray because you're believers in God, when you pray because you're following Jesus, God in the flesh, the one who tabernacles among us, okay? Listen, you, the one who value this teaching, you, this is what I have for you. When you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And then there's a little bonus teaching here, verse seven. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans for they think that they'll be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Notice that Jesus expects followers of God to pray. Because he says when you pray. He doesn't say if you pray. Why would he say that? Because prayer is for relationship. right? What's, What's the main way God speaks to us? Through his word. What's the main way we speak to God? Through prayer. Now, now this works just like any other relationship. Okay, listen, if, if, I mean, just imagine a relationship you have. How good is that relationship if you never talk to him? Pretty bad, right? Like, if we don't, if we don't talk, if we don't have that, that dialogue, then the relationship is going to suffer. The same is true when it comes to our relationship with God because prayer is for relationship. And then we also learn from Jesus' words that, that prayer is not only for relationship. But he says, when you pray, don't pray with the goal of being seen by others because prayer is not for impressing people. Now, here's a quick story because I came face to face with this truth. So back a uh, couple, couple weeks ago, I'm like um, Jenna and O'Neill, right, our Fox River missionaries to Kenya. They were here for four months in the States but then they uh, you know took off and they're back in Kenya now so at the outdoor service what was it July 2nd man anybody there that was it was just awesome oh man so anyways I got the opportunity I didn't ask for this, but I got the opportunity just to pray for them and um, in, in, in front of the congregation and, and man it was what an, what an opportunity I wanted to help them right I wanted to I wanted to bless them as, as, as we all kind of felt as they as they went so I had these good godly motivations going on but you know what and I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm embarrassed, I'm, I'm a tinge. If I'm not careful, I could be a tinge, uh, ashamed of this, but I'm just gonna be transparent here. I had these good godly motivations here, motive matters, but but you know what I had over here, kind of lurking in the shadows? Man, I wanna say the right words. I want I want people to like my prayer. I want them to say, good prayer, Bill, that was awesome. Like, I really want that. I was hungry for that inside. Like, my flesh was just like, I want it. So, so I had these good motivations, but then I had these not-so-good motivations, and they were kind of coincide. The same thing can happen when it comes to believer's baptism, okay? You, you, can, you, you can realize that through, through the Word, time after time after time, you can notice this pattern, and then you hear people talk about it, kind of like what we're doing right now, and, and, and that when a, peop, when a person comes to faith, what's the very next step that God has for that person? Is that they become baptized, that they follow Jesus when it comes to believer's baptism, that they go, under the water. Oh, you didn't know you're in the splash zone. Sorry. Sorry. I feel like we're at SeaWorld or something. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's like, man, I'm so happy I'm watching online, or I'm so happy mosquito. <laughs> so, anyways, but but man, you can say, man, I want to follow Jesus, and that's a good thing. All right, good thing. But but what can happen over here? Right? Now there's two sides of this coin, okay? We're gonna talk about both of them. Both of them are selfish or pride-based. Ugly truth, sorry. But 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 here's what can happen one type of person will be like oh i don't know if i can do that because what will people think about me i'm going to look like an idiot oh i'm an adult adults don't do this just infants do this right but i'm a grown man i'm a grown woman like what you know and you're like and then the other side of that coin and this is just as ugly it's like I can't wait to be baptized. Wait till everybody sees me. They're going to think I'm like a super Christian, man. Oh, wow. I'm going to get so many accolades. It's going to be great. I'm going to be so popular. It's awesome. I might even get on one of these videos. Man, this is going to be great. So so it's like, man, you got these good motives. I want to follow Jesus. But you got these not so good motives over here, right? What's a person to do in a situation like that? Well, I would say this. It's never wrong to do the right thing. Never, as long as we do the right thing by faith, okay? So, so if you're dealing with baptism right now, maybe, maybe that's exactly what's going on with you. I would encourage you strongly, follow Jesus. Take that step. I know this is over here. God, help me with this, all right? But, but take that step forward in your faith. Follow Jesus by faith. I'm gonna trust you in this, Lord, all right? When it comes to praying with with O'Neal and Jenna, I'm, I'm just like, man, I got this ugly stuff over here, but God, I'm just gonna follow you. I'm gonna do that by faith. Help me with this stuff. Do some heart surgery on me. Get in there where nothing else can get. I can't even fix this. God, I need you to do that for me, but I'm gonna follow you in the meantime. I'm gonna trust you in the meantime. Again, prayer is not for impressing people. And we also see, the bonus material that Jesus gives us, that prayer is not for persuading God. I mean, we see in verse eight, right? It's like God already knows what we're gonna pray to him before we pray it. So when we pray, it's not like we're informing him or educating him of anything new. He already knows it. And guess what? We, we have a father in heaven. His desire is to bless us. In fact, his desire is to lavish us with good gifts. So we don't have to twist his arm He's like, man, I've been waiting for you to pray so I can just bless you like crazy. So I don't, I don't have to go on and i to repeat myself over and over and do like a mantra and get into like this weird trance, like, a, like, like you know, I don't have to do that. I don't have to say, say fancy words. I don't have to make weird noises that nobody understands what, what I'm actually saying. I don't have to do that. I don't have to. Prayer can be simple, just like we see in verses 9 through 13. And many of us know it as the Lord's Prayer. Maybe we grew up learning it as the Our Father. I know I did. Okay, Prayer is simple, very simple. And here's some wonderful news that, that I, just, I just enjoyed this. When, when God gave me this, I was just like, thank you, Lord, I really needed that. And I, I'm hoping that you guys are blessed by this too. Good news is God answers prayers that are prayed to him. He does. All right Now, he's not gonna answer a prayer that's not prayed to him. So if I'm, if I'm praying a prayer... But it's really just so that others will, you know, pay attention to me or think I'm great or something like that. I'm not really praying to him, am I? But if I pray to him, he answers it ten times out of, hundred times out of a hundred, thousand times out. Of, he's, he is, he's perfect. He answers every single time. Now, sometimes he says yes. Oh, man, I love those. Sometimes he says no. Okay, hard to hear. And sometimes, I, I mistake this for silence sometimes, but sometimes he just says not yet. We'll get back to that, okay? But he always answers prayer. Let's keep reading. Verse 16. All right, so he talked about giving. He talked about prayer. And now he goes into this third kind of genre of religious life or, or faith living. It's fasting. He says, when you fast, do not look somber or gloomy as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others that they're fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Notice again that Jesus expects his followers to fast because he says when you fast, not if, okay? Yet fasting is is something that not many Christians do today. See, fasting, because the the, the definition has expanded, hasn't it? But biblically speaking, fasting is choosing not to eat or drink food. Now, how many people have fasted before? Have you tried fasting, anybody? Anybody? Okay, that is literally what Jesus is saying not to do. Don't, like, tell other people about it. And you just... <sighs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I set you up. I'm just kidding. And, hey, by the way, if somebody asks you, it's okay to tell the truth. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm honestly just playing. I was like, okay, that's not what Jesus is talking about. Okay, but <laughs> so fasting helps. What's the point of fasting? Fasting is, is to help us focus on God. If you're a busy person like me, here's what happens when you decide to fast is you don't have to take that time to prepare meals, okay? And then, it, then that time also that it might take to eat the meal or even clean up afterwards, all that time is freed up. And when the time is freed up, here's what you can do through fasting is you can spend that time with God. It's pretty neat, Right? And then also when you fast, I don't know about you guys, but this is like absolutely me. I get, even when I'm not fasting, I have to deal with this. I get these hunger pains, you know, like, man. And, and, and when, when hunger demands your attention, when, when instead, instead of being hungry for food, here's what you can use that as a reminder to do is to hunger for God, to hunger and thirst for his righteousness. See how that works? It's pretty neat. But when we fast, when you fast, do what you can to look normal. Okay? In Israel, pretty dry climate, you get dry skin. We get the same, a lot of us have the same issue here in Wisconsin, even though it's a different you know, climate and such. Well, man, Jesus like moisturize your face, put oil on your head so that your, your your face looks normal. This is what you normally do. Continue to do that. And, and, and bathe too, like wash your face, take care of yourself, right? Don't walk around all dirty because if your skin's falling off because it's so dry and, and you just smell terrible and you look all weird, you got dirt all over you, people can be like, whoa, what's going on, man? And, and you'll you be like, oh, I'm fasting. like, oh, you are really holy. You are really dedicated to God. And, and Jesus is like, hey, listen, listen, don't, don't do that, okay? Fasting is meant to help us focus on God. Fasting is not meant to help others focus on us, right? Because motive matters, right? God knows you're fasting and the Lord will reward you. Now this teaching that Jesus has given us in Matthew chapter six, this is something that, man, just, I, I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. It's a pretty sure limb, but, but I think that's something that every single one of us needs to hear. Because this can happen on purpose or this can happen on accident. But man, so many of us are living our lives for today instead of living our lives for the future or living our lives for the king. We're like a caterpillar, okay? Go with me on this. It's like a caterpillar building a luxury home in the soil. And I looked it up. Some caterpillars live in the soil. Not all of them live in trees, okay? But you're like a caterpillar building a luxury home in the soil. And then one day, the caterpillar becomes what? butterfly yeah if I could do the thing in my house yeah there we go a, but, a butterfly and 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 like man you got that nice home down but you can't live down there anymore bro you can't you can't like what do you do you're a butterfly man or, or or this is like building a house on the sand that's a foolish effort because that house it's not going to last do you want a house that will crash or do you want a house that's going to last? You want praises now or do you want praises later? Motive matters. Do you want pleasure now? Because it feels good when people say, Bill, you're awesome or, or whatever your name is. Rather, just you're the best, man. You're best. It feels so good. Do you want, do you want pleasure now or do you want treasure forever? Listen, motive matters. Do whatever you can to make those course corrections now. Do whatever you can to remove your mask while you still have time. Instead of giving in a way that everybody sees, just just give in a way that nobody knows about. Try that if you need to. If that's your area of weakness, try that. Find a quiet time and a quiet place to pray. Instead of in a way that other people see you, if that's your area that you just, God, I need you to help me in that. Take drastic, even fast from Facebook. (gasps) Oh my goodness, are you serious, Bill? Yes, fast from Facebook. If you just can't help yourself from trying to look good and impress others about how good of a person or maybe even how good of a Christian you are. Take those extreme measures. Hey, remember that teenage YouTube sensation that we talked about earlier? Now here's the good news. He's going to heaven. He believes in Jesus Christ. So that's great. I mean, really, I'm not minimizing that. That's honestly a good thing. Here's the bad news though. When he stood before his maker, none of those good things mattered. Now he, he tried to have a conversation. He tried to come back. He's, he's like, not, not an argument, but he's just like, I did things in your name, Lord. Like, I helped people on the street that really needed help. I helped them. I did these good things. And and Jesus like, yeah, but you didn't do them for me. Motive matters. Sorry. No reward for that. The day is coming. That kind of day is coming for each of us. We're going to stand before God. We're going to have to give an account of our lives. Now, those of us who are Christians, we're not going to be judged for our sin. It's like, hallelujah, I'm so glad that I'm not going to be judged for that. Jesus paid for that. It's all done, okay? But we will be judged for how we lived our life. We're going to be judged at what kind of house we built. Do we build it on the sand or do we build it on the rock of Jesus Christ? We have to stop living like like this is all there is. Jesus has given us a wake-up call. Like, cause this is just the beginning. Eternity is right around the corner. And man, for some of us, it doesn't matter what age you are, for some of us, it might be coming real quick. We don't know it, but it might be. Now, why did Jesus talk about these three areas? Because these three areas, giving, prayer, and fasting, they're really important when it comes to how we live as followers of Jesus. They're really important when it comes to our faith. So important that Jesus is saying underneath these expectations, when you, not if you, right? He's saying this. If you're not doing this now, if you're not giving, if you're not praying, if you're not fasting, do whatever you can do to begin those things, okay? So this week, right? You know this. Nobody else knows this. You know if you're not giving. I would encourage you, follow Jesus in that area of your life. One of the reasons he has given to you is that you might be like him and give to others. If you're not praying, I would encourage you, find a way to make that happen. Begin that habit that it would start this week and that it would continue, Lord willing, for the rest of your life. Set an alarm on your phone every day at whatever time, like, I'm gonna pray. Do that. When it comes to fasting, I'll just put an idea. This is between you and God, okay? But, but I'll put an idea. Maybe choose one meal this week to say no to food, but to say yes to God. Build the house of your life on the rock of Jesus Christ. He is faithful. He's made promises in his word. He is faithful to the promise of his word. He will reward you. Let's pray. God, help us to not only become salt and light, but to remain salt and light, Lord. Help us to see the areas of hypocrisy in our lives, Lord, and to turn from them. And God, at the very same time, to turn to you. One of the things that we love most about you, Lord, is your unchanging character, that you are full of grace, that you have this abundance, this this unfathomably deep abundance and supply of grace and you are liberally distributing it to all of us Lord even more to those who ask for it God we love that about you and your delight is to help us right where we're at right where we need help the most I pray that you would do that for each one of us Lord Jesus as only you can And that love and that that grace and that kindness and that mercy, it, it extends not only to your children, but to those who aren't even your children yet. And one of the ways it looks is like this. God, you invite those who have never followed you, Lord, you invite them to follow you today. You invite them into eternal life today. You offer them love and and forgiveness and new life, Lord, today. God, we can say with a certain measure of statistical confidence, there are many people who are hearing, Lord, right now, that need you, that have not chosen to follow you yet. God, I pray that they might respond to you today, even right now. If you're somebody who believes in Jesus, but you've not yet received him, but you desire to do so now, let's pray this prayer together. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. Lord Jesus, I believe that you rose three days later for my life. I confess, Lord, that I'm a sinner and I need what you did for me. Lord, I need you, and I'm trusting you to save me because I can't save it myself. I'm trusting you to do that. Would you save me, Lord, and make me new from the inside out? Thank you. With head still bowed and eyes still closed, if you receive Jesus today as your savior for the first time ever, would you just raise your hand just for like one or two seconds? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. For every member of our Fox River family, Lord, we ask this, would you bless us, Lord, as we go from here? Remind us, Holy Spirit, that motive matters and help us to not only be salt and light, but to remain salt and light, God, for you and for your glory. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast.